Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Michael Kelly has been general superintendent and CEO of the Chicago Park District since 2011 when Mayor Rahm Emanuel appointed him to the job. But Kelly's been with the Park District since 2003. He's been first deputy general counsel, which means, yes, he is a lawyer. But he's also been director of intergovernmental affairs and chief operating officer. And he's one of the survivors of the transition. He's kept his job under current mayor, Lori Lightfoot. Mike Kelly runs an award-winning $450 million urban park system that has seen growth in registrations. It also runs Soldier Field. In fact, the park district may do more than you realize. And the agency is on the front lines when it comes to efforts to keep young people safe this summer. We hope to talk about all of that this weekend. Mike Kelly, welcome. Thank you, Craig. Well, let's talk about the uh, summer programs first. The uh, Park District does have a role to play in that targeted program that is called Summer for Change. Uh, Presumably the 400 kids in that program, I'm assuming, will have some exposure to park programs. But that's not the only stuff going on, obviously. So tell me how this all comes together when we're talking about the summer. So really, when you talk about Summer for Change, it's a uh, it's a wonderful coordinated effort between uh, Chicago Park District, Chicago Public Schools, Chicago Public Libraries, the Police Department. And uh, we're throwing all our efforts into a singular goal, which is to keep kids safe, give kids positive uh, things to do, uh, and put a little money in their pocket. And yeah, this is a program that offers a stipend to uh, to the teenagers who participate. Again, it's it's only four hundred, but it is four hundred, and uh, and there may be more. There's there's some talk about expanding it, and I know they're looking for private funding. But how is the park uh, system a part of that? So ultimately, we're a part of it um, first and foremost with our programs, with um, our summer camps. Obviously, uh, school gets out. Thursday, June 20th, and uh, two hours later, 2,000 kids become go right into training in the Chicago Park District. These are our young leaders, and they get leadership training, financial literacy training, uh, trauma training, and those are the rec leaders for our camps. Um, the, the second piece is CPS has done a very targeted effort to get these, these 400 students into their Summer for Change program, but inevitably... There's going to be a lot of kids that want to get in probably more than they have opportunities for. And I'm proud to say we're ready to take that overflow and and help those kids, whether it's putting them in one of our programs or hopefully putting them in one of the leadership roles uh, within our system. And and let's talk about the kinds of programs that do exist in the in the parks. Uh, You mentioned the day camps. That's that's tens of thousands of kids. Am I right? So summer camp is tens and tens of thousands of kids. And when it's all said and done, we will probably have over 105, 110,000 registrations just in summer camp alone. Wow. Uh, very proud. It, it, we're already on a record pace. We have 70,000 plus registrations uh, as we speak now. 
and that puts us on a record pace. And we've broken our record every year for the past five years. So it's really an exciting time um, to be in the park business. Um, and that's just summer camp, the tens of thousands. There's, there's specialty camps. There's teen camps. Obviously, we still serve seniors. We also serve uh, three- to six-year-olds in our, in our camps. So we really have something for everyone at the Chicago Park District. For the bulk of the uh, kids who are in the summer camp program, what are the kinds of things that you do with them? So swimming is probably one of the most enticing, right? We have 49 outdoor pools, uh, and we have, I think, 79 pools now overall. But pools is one of the the biggest enticement for any kid, although it doesn't feel like it right now in Chicago that you want to be in a pool, right? Um, (laughs) Other activities are arts and crafts, sports, sports. Day trips, field trips. Uh, we we take the kids to Navy Pier. We take them to the museums. Um, we take them to the arts. We get these kids exposed to really everything Chicago has to offer, and that that's a lot more powerful. Some folks might not understand, but you know, a lot of there's there's kids in the neighborhoods that've never seen Lake Michigan. There's kids in uh, the city of Chicago that haven't been to the Field Museum or the Museum of Science and Industry, and the Chicago Park District really is their gateway to see these sites and uh, it's really an exciting time. And, and we have them for a very short window compared to a school year, but I think it's equally important because um, we think they learn a lot in the, in the parks. Uh, and I know you, you, there's also a cultural uh, aspect to this. I mean, you're, you're not just keeping them active. Uh, you're, you're engaging their minds. It's, you know, that's a very good point. Um, sports is such an obvious uh, go to when you think about the park system, our pools, our gymnasiums. Uh, certainly, we want to keep them active. I think it's more important than ever to keep our kids active. However, um, there's a big arts component in what we do. Um, we boast 15 cultural centers uh, throughout Chicago, and the arts are equally important. And we, and we really try to find balance, uh, whether it's um, drama classes, whether it's music. Um, giving kids an outlet. Not every kid wants to play sports or is interested in sports, but we want to make sure every kid is engaged and there's something for every kid to do. Um, if I can, one of the, one of the more interesting things that we're, we're, we're doing this year is platforms in the parks. So for the <laughs> last, se- explain yeah, that. right. Yeah. Let me, so for the last several years, uh, we had really success with, with an idea called pianos in the parks. And we had a bunch of pianos that were donated and we would, Put these pianos in strategically located parks for the summer, and we essentially said they're yours to play. And it's been a remarkable uh, um, community I don't know, catalyst for discussion for art. Uh, kids would come and bang out chopsticks, and then last year I remember we had a, a world-renowned ragtime musician playing for us at uh, I think it was Gage Park at Fifty Fifth and Western. So. We seized on that opportunity or that idea, and, and then we came up with platforms in the park. So we have 11 platforms, sort of like a, I think it's like a 10 by 10, 15 by 15 stage. It's painted bright yellow. You can't miss it. It's in 11 parks throughout Chicago, and it is, that's your vehicle. You can do spoken word. You can do dance. You can do Shakespeare. It's your platform. It's your message, and it's your community. And... um it's, it's just another very subtle way of inviting the arts into our parks. And have has it been going long enough for you to see how some people are using it? 
uh, or is this just starting? So now? we just announced it. Uh, this I think this weekend's the first weekend. So uh, ask me that question on the beat in a couple of weeks, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll fill you in. I'll give you an update. Well, and now if anybody's listening to this, uh, especially if it's uh, it's on Sunday morning. Uh, then you know you can right. get out there. Yes. And, uh, right. So you said in 11 parks, is it in different parts? You don't have to name all 11, but uh, is it in different parts of the city? Different parts of the city. Off to, I know, I know. Uh, I was just thinking about this morning, I know one's in Calumet on the far southeast side, and it's sponsored by Xfinity. And um, part of, part of our, our deal is every one of those will be programmed. So we'll, we will have some sort of very specific crowd-gathering programming there to build attention around that platform. And then of course, again, we turn it over to the community and it's theirs to do what they want with it. That that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and these are not the only stages that you have in, in the park system. No. Um, you know, you had mentioned earlier about, uh, about sort of the breadth of what we do in soldier field and whatnot. I mean, we, with the rolling stones are playing Friday night and Tuesday night. Um, Lake Shake is going on the same weekend. Lake Shake uh, is going on at Northerly Island. So you're going to have roughly about 80,000, 85,000 people just on the museum campus alone on those two stages. Uh, we have 255 buildings. I would say probably about half have auditoriums. And in those are wonderful, wonderful uh, theater groups, dramas. Uh, Albany Park Theater deserves a lot of um, a shout out for what they do. And then you have Night Out in the Parks. And Night Out in the Parks is in its sixth year. It's it's a national award-winning program, and it, and it's really it's it's about community building, and it's 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 really a nod toward the arts. And we produce over two thousand events a year uh, throughout Chicago, and it's Shakespeare in the parks, and it's movies in the parks, um, it's local music talent, and it's really again it's the sense of community building through arts and culture. Um, so of course we have softball and baseball and swimming and hoops and boxing. Now we also have Shakespeare and movies and all kinds of music. I, and there's an, an overall goal here, I, I would think. Uh, you have, uh, I mean, and this is carrying over from the previous administration, it's turning the parks into something that maybe people hadn't thought of before, right? I mean, it's 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 just a family resource for... It's, um, well, if, if to be true to that question... Uh, it, it, it goes back to a couple of things. Uh, I, so I started, I started in 1995 with the department of human services and I, I had the title of youth service coordinator mm-hmm. and literally my job and my colleague's job was to go out to neighborhoods and work with the park district and the, the caps office and the local schools and try to coordinate resources with one singular goal in mind, which was make a difference in young people's lives. And I was hired then by mayor Daly. So uh, that was back in 95, and, and, and Mayor Daly felt very strongly about his parks and the sense of community and what they, what they meant. I also had a sense, I'm, I'm a lifelong Chicagoan, grew up in the park system, idolized my park supervisor, and I knew, like most kids who grew up in the city, I couldn't imagine life without my park system. It, it was such a strong influence in, in what we did every day. And, and you know, we all know in this world of helicopter parents and, and I've got four of my own your parents back then right would send you say go up to the park and you know <laughs> dinner's at 5 30 be home be home on time oh for those old days right so so from mayor Daly to mayor Emanuel who appointed me in 2011 he really he got it uh I have to say he really embraced what we we're about and he really uh 
invested in us, his time, his contacts, his energy in, in using the parks as a tool to get communities together, to build communities, to push back on violence, to give kids opportunities. And I'm proud to say, I, I think Mayor Lightfoot hasn't missed a beat. Uh, she, she's right out of the gate. Her first week on the job, she called parks, the backbone of Chicago and nothing could have made us prouder to hear something like that. And it's been great. Um, We've spent a lot of time as schools are unwinding right now and, and parks are winding up uh, as we celebrate the first weekend of summer. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot's embraced everything we're doing and it's 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 exciting. Well, I know, I mean, coming from, uh, and I know she, she didn't grow up here, but uh, but she came from a community where, you know, the, having those kinds of resources, families didn't always have them. So uh, I, I expect she would have that kind of appreciation. She, she, she absolutely gets it. And... Um, in, in, in having a child of her own, she gets it. And, um, I, I think the sky's the limit for what we're going to do. Um, I do want to ask one other thing and that is all of this costs money. And yes, the city is, or not the city, but the, the, the I think park district is a taxing district. Yes, sir. And plus, plus the, the city helps out with things, but there's a cost to these programs. Is there a cost to the participants? So, we are our own taxing body. Uh, our operating budget, as you said earlier, is about $450 million. And uh, when you talk about capital or you talk about any specialized programs, you, you got to hustle for the money. You got to find the money. And uh, there is a cost. It's nominal. Uh, our programs, we pride ourselves that we're the best deal in town. Our, our, I think our summer camp programs run the gamut of about a dollar to three and a half dollars an hour. When you break it out, there's no one in Chicago that can beat that price. We scholarship $2 million. Uh, we scholarship children to the tune of $2 million in Chicago. Uh, we recently uh, handed out 600 summer passes to community leaders, church leaders, faith-based uh, CAPS officers, school principals that they could hand out. It was almost like a, a golden ticket, and you could hand it out to any child. And that was good for any program in the Chicago Park District this summer for free. And, of course, we've also had a wonderful, uh, real lot of success in our second year of our, our fundraising Send a Kid to Camp campaign. And it's great because we'll accept any dollar amount. And people have been very, very generous. And it's, it's, it's less about celebrity. It's more about average Chicagoans just hearing about it and, and wanting to donate $50 or $100, just anything to send a kid to camp. And, and like I said, our prices are so low that $100 really matters because that could be all it costs to send a kid to one of our camps. Mm. And uh, I, I will quote you back to you uh, from uh, earlier in the week when uh, we were with uh, Mayor Lightfoot and you basically were making an, an appeal to parents to get their kids into the camps and you said do not let cost do not let money be a reason for you not to do it we will find a way for eight years craig i've been saying we will not turn any child away for an inability to pay and if 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 people don't remember anything i say there you know we have two missions one is we measure our success by the number of kids we bring through the door and we will not turn any child away for an inability to pay and I stand by that. We're going to continue our conversation with Chicago Park District Superintendent Mike Kelly in just a minute after this message. Welcome to Sinfron Explains. 
Today on Sinfon Explains, we talk about websites. People turn to the web for everything from recipes to information about candidates running for office. It must be one of your first tasks as a campaign to build a website that speaks to the voters. In Chicago, more than 30% of the population speaks a language other than English. You should consider a multilingual website. I'm Jason Bauman from Sinfon Media. We have produced website and content in English, Spanish, Polish, Chinese, Arabic, and Hindi. To learn more about how we can help you build your site, visit wewinninillinois.com. As part of our commitment to the community, please hear this important message. This year, over one and a half million people in the U.S. will be diagnosed with cancer. They will bravely make their stand to fight and survive. But one thing for sure, they never have to stand alone. They can have an Immerman angel standing beside them, providing free, personalized connections that bring one-on-one -on -one support for cancer fighters, survivors, and caregivers. As a proud supporter, we invite you to learn more or get involved at ImmermanAngels.org. You're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and I'm talking with Chicago Park District CEO and General Superintendent Mike Kelly. Uh, before we leave the, uh, well, we're sort of drifting between the summer program and what you normally do, but I want to talk about the kind of education programs that you run at the uh, the Park District and I, I suspect some of them are team-ups with the Chicago, uh, Chicago Public Schools. Some of them are things you do on your own. Do you do things like wellness? Uh, you tell me. What so, so the cool thing about the recreation business is you can, also, you, you can often teach children in a very, non, obviously, a non-classroom manner, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so we do things like STEM very subtly. Uh, we do robot building and go-kart building. We do um, bike building. We do, we do some, uh, some digital, we spend a lot of time on reading, uh, teaching, teaching kids how to read or teaching kids how to read that, that, that sounds illiterate on its own. Uh, but reading to the young children, uh, dedicating 30 minutes of reading time every day at camp and, um, just being subtle on, on the wellness side, it's, it's probably one of the things we thrive at the most. We we've done a very good job of getting sort of the, the true junk food out of our vending machines, uh, we feed every kid at camp every day. Um, and we really push healthy choices. Gone are the really the sugary drinks and the sugary snacks and the high fat, high salt. It's a lot more healthy snacks. And in the beginning, everybody thought we were crazy because they didn't think uh, you know kids could live without Cheetos and Doritos in our vending machines. <laughs> and guess what? They can. They do just fine with uh, the baked chips and the Dasani waters or the, you know, the the, the low sugar fruit juices. So, uh, we, you know, and again, when you talk wellness, one thing's probably more critical than any, you just got to get the kids moving and mm -hmm. we do a very good job of getting them moving every day. Um, I do want to ask another, uh, about another thing that was, I'm sure be of concern to parents. And that is, you know, this whole goal is to keep kids safe during the summer, keep kids safe whenever they're in the parks. How, do you do that? Because let's face it, sometimes, I mean, parks are gathering places for, for young people, uh, and some of them might not always have the best of intentions. How do you, what, what do you do to make sure that uh, trouble doesn't spill over into the parks? It's a great question. And, you know, let's face it, usually the troublemakers don't ask for permission, right? So you don't know when uh, necessarily when trouble's going to break loose. But we work very closely with the Chicago Police Department. Um, I would love to say that parks are safe haven 100% across the board because that's what we strive for. We know they're not, but I will say for the, the great majority, we don't have a problem in camps. Um, for 
for whatever reason, the bad guys leave the kids alone. Uh, the camps, especially during the day, are very safe. Uh, I would argue that they're as safe as any anywhere for a parent to leave their child with is with the Chicago Park District. Our people all go through extensive background checks. We've worked well with the Child Advocacy Center. And, um, you know, we work very closely with the, the community and, and the schools. And it's the public schools and it's the Catholic schools and it's the police department and it's the public library. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's sort of an old school approach where there's a lot of eyes on every child every day when they come to the parks. I think the other, um, I think the other program we're proud of is, is, is Safe Passage. So Safe Passage has gotten a lot of publicity with CPS and uh, we brought it over the, the park district. I think we're in our third year now and I'm proud to say we've expanded it now to 25 Safe Passage routes. And again, it's, it's, it's employing local community members to provide Safe Passage for young children to and from uh, the park. And the, the parks are strategically located, and uh, it's it's been wildly successful. In fact, I don't think we've had a single incident um, on a safe passage route, and we're very proud of that. Um, you brought this up just a second ago about the collaboration among uh, the different agencies. Obviously, that's a cornerstone of what you're doing this summer. But talk a little bit about that, because... Very often, the different agencies have worked in, to use the euphemism, silos in doing their own thing. Um, how are you able to coordinate what you're doing with what the schools are doing and all the other, you know, the CTA, the CHA? Right. So for me, common uh, coordination is all about common sense and communication. Um, it's about people just thinking for a minute about what, what, what the issue they're facing and then communicating it. Uh, it's a very senior team for the most part uh, at city hall in the park district and in the sister agencies. And it, it's, it's great that Eddie Johnson or, or Dorval Carter or uh, Andrea Telly is now the commissioner of the libraries or certainly Dr. Jackson at CPS that I have a working relationship with these folks and you can call them on their cell phone at any time if you have an issue. And work through it. Uh, the I, I have an operations background, and in there is no city better than Chicago at putting on a show, putting on a party. Um, we've proven that over and over. And I, I, I'd like to think I've taken those principles of what I learned in operations and translated it into how I run certainly the park district and how I interact with my sister agencies. Because when you're in operations, you have to communicate. And you have to communicate in a very timely manner and really got to get to the point of what you need because usually something's either going to happen or you're, you're trying to prevent something from happening. And, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of, of the way we coordinate uh, as city leaders uh, to get the job done. Um, when you bring it over to the programmatic side, it's not as easy as saying, hey, we're running a, we're running a festival on Friday through Sunday and, and we walk back. I mean, in this, we're in, the, we're in the child business. We're in the saving lives business. So that's a little bit more, it may take a little bit more time to measure your success. But at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of passionate people in this, in this city. Uh, there's a lot of people who love living in this city and love the children in this city. And, and I can't think of a better group of people to uh, be in a foxhole with as we're trying to keep this city going in the right direction. And I, I suspect even with the um, people that you were just mentioning, um, Doral Carter and, and, and uh, Janice Jackson and the like, 
you guys have worked together from one administration to the other. I would think by now some of these things are instinctive. That certainly, you... certain, certainly my instincts are to hit their speed dial pretty quick on my cell phone. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's, you know, there's, there's, there, there's, there's always an argument to be, be made for new ideas and fresh faces. And there's always, you know, and stability. And, and I think, I, I think, I think the mayor's hit the nail on the head and she's really got a nice balance of both uh, innovative ideas, challenge challenges for sure for all of us, which is a great thing as a leader to challenge us. And then you've got some veterans and I'm, I'm, in, I'm almost embarrassed to say now with almost 25 years, I'm become sort of an old lion in my own right in this business. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's the camaraderie and the collegiality uh, is, is great to be around. Um. Let me uh, let me ask you what you would like to see the park district start doing that it's not doing now. Besides, serve more people. I mean, what's um, on the horizon when, when you're thinking about? You know what? I'd like to try this. How much time do we have? <laughs> uh, so, so for me, I, I I wore many hats and and I've served on our so then National Recreation and Park Association is sort of our national trade organization mm-hmm. and i serve as the incoming chairman of the board and mm, congratulations the, thank you and uh uh the greatest experience about it is i get to i get to spend a lot of time with my colleagues from san diego and houston miami uh, washington dc st louis la new york all, all the major cities and you know more often than not even when you're talking internationally big cities all face the same issues and certainly in the park industry Probably the number one challenge and, and the number one goal is more resources. We uh, park and recreation polls at the top of any poll of any major city. Everybody, there's not a person, a sensible person alive that doesn't think parks and green space help their quality of life. However, when it comes down to taxes and, and resources, uh, we we slip quite a bit. And, and we've partnered on national studies. And before the recession, we were all sort of in the fight together. But after the recession, parks, libraries, and animal control plummeted in the resource uh, department versus infrastructure, police, education, obviously pension, uh, financing. Um, and I get it. In, in the park district, we don't have as much a complaint because of our separate taxing ability. I mean, we're, we're, we're much better off than our colleagues that are departments. But parks and recs, the arts, um, they're always the first to be caught in, in, in the quality of life because of the, the, ang- the mounting pressure for police and fire and in schools. And I have no, I take no issue with any of the other disciplines, but I'm very passionate about advocating for parks and, and funding. Um, I'm very excited to hear what's coming out of Springfield, um, that there's going to be capital funds coming back to the park system. And that's really what it's about. You know, we boast arguably one of the largest, if not the largest park systems in the country. Nobody has more facilities and assets than us. And that's a great thing. But with that comes a ton of structural deficit. It's tough to, it's tough to go to other cities and other suburbs and see the newest, shiniest center recplex and not want that for every citizen in Chicago. And when you're in the young people business, you get, you know, it's fleeting, right? Mm -hmm. Kids grow fast. And you want every family to have the newest amenity, the newest facility. So I'm proud of what we've accomplished, but um, I want to keep up with the competition and I want to give every kid an opportunity. I think we're doing a good job, but, you know, I, w- I want Chicago 
youth to be the best at everything. That's not too ambitious. We only have 30 seconds left. Are you talking about revenue from charitable sources or are you talking about a particular revenue I'll, source? I'll, I'll, when it comes to revenue, I'm, I'm, I'll take revenue from just about any stream, Craig. It, it all spends the same to me. Philanthropy has been great. Um, you can always raise more money. Soldier Field now is the number one outside of taxes revenue source. It used to be the harbors. Uh, I'd like to, I, anywhere there's revenue, I want to generate more. That's going to be the final word. <laughs> I would like to thank Chicago Park District Superintendent Mike Kelly for taking the time to be here. It's good to finally get you on. Thank you, Craig. Uh, to our listeners, if you would like a copy of this program or just to hear it again, please visit our website. That's WBBMNewsRadio.com. Just follow the podcast links. You can also find our podcast on Radio.com. I'll be back next week with another edition of At Issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then... I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. WBBM and HD Chicago, WCFS FM and HD1 Elmwood Park, Chicago. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.